Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 31 days until Major League Baseball opening day. Kenny Ducey of the Action Network Covers.com joins us in a couple of minutes to talk about a couple different perspectives and angles on what to expect in 2024. Lightning bets before we wrap up as well. The whole gang's back together. Joe and Aaron back from vacation. Paul as well. And so uh, we're catching up on things uh, as much as we can. What's been missed over the last couple of weeks alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Ostrowski. I'm Chris Mack. We are live coast to coast on the BetQL Network. This is BetQL Daily. And let's start with college basketball this hour. And we always talk about the importance of the Ken Palm 2020. Got to be top 20 and adjusted offensive efficiency as well as adjusted defensive efficiency to be considered a legit national title contender. We've got four teams that are solidly in that 2020 club right now. And then we've got three teams that are kind of right on the margins, including, surprisingly enough, even after yesterday's win uh, against Michigan, Purdue. Um, Maybe we roll through each one of these and and talk about what we like and don't like, or we can just take them as a whole, the top four, five, six, seven in this Ken Palm 2020, and which ones we think are most legit. Maybe Purdue actually is the centerpiece, per don't, right? Because Mm -hmm. we talk about them so often, the postseasons that have not gone their way the last few years, and you know, they don't cover against Michigan yesterday, for example. Slow start. They still win the game. They win by eight. Um, but Purdue, I think, is the most you, – you're going to find the most volatile range of opinions, Aaron, on Purdue of <laughs> any of these top five, six, seven teams, right? Like, Purdue is the one that some people will tell you, oh, yeah, that's a legit national title contender. I don't care what happened in the tournament last year or three years ago. It's Look at the Zach Eady. They can do – can't have anything. We've been bad for. T- uh, I get it. It's twenty-one nothing. It's a. It's, it's a. It's a playoff game. No, no, I'm. I'm stepping in here. Yeah. Like that. I give that answer. You don't get to give that answer. Who do you like in the smart. game? It's one game. Hey, you know who else is thinking about this stuff? Everyone else. Like, hey, there's no tomorrow. <laughs> right, right now. now, come on, put pick it in. <laughs> Bet MGM thinking, yep, this is a team that's probably going to lose in the first round again. I am not backing Purdue, Joe. (laughs) You can't do it? No, I've heard the argument and the argument that it's, it's easy or it's weak sauce to just say, fade Purdue, fade Purdue, don't back Purdue. Like, I understand where people are coming from. I just have. matchups it's about coaching most of the time and if you want to trust Matt Painter go ahead I think that's a different conversation than the comparison that people are going to throw out there with Virginia 
because they had that first round loss. And then we know what ended up happening, happening the, set, the next year. That is very different than what we've seen most of the time out of, uh, out of Matt Painter. See, you know, I, I'm actually not going to laugh at them for a second. We bring you sports. But since January, have they had opportunities to take down these top 20 teams? They haven't really. Like Wisconsin, that's that's a challenge. But, you know, you look at, okay, they win. They don't cover yesterday, but it wasn't really all that close. You don't ding them for not covering yesterday. They win by double digits against no. Michigan. Michigan sucks. You know what I mean? Like there's so many. There are a number of poor teams in the Big Ten. Sorry, Gertz, Indiana, awful. Like, so where are the, the games you circle? Like, okay, that was impressive. That's, that's a game where, you know, so it's, it's tough. Like, how, how do you weigh Purdue? Where, where they are statistically, how they're strong and best player in the country, all that stuff, well, and then how they're going to do in the tournament with those six consecutive games. Like, it's tough. And it's, then when you do find spots, yeah. when you do find spot, like next Tuesday night they're in Champaign. That should be a test, but mm-hmm. then you look at Illinois and you say, well, huh, Illinois loses at Penn State and then goes out and struggles a bit with Iowa at home. Um, it's just, I think it's more about, you know, if Purdue is head and shoulders above everybody else in the Big Ten, we'll, we'll agree on that much. Then right. what does that what does that mean? You know what I mean? And now we're talking about the strength of the Big Ten. And the Big Ten just isn't, even at the top, necessarily a conference that's striking great fear into anybody right now. So they could go to Champaign and win next Tuesday night. YouTube and Twitch. Mm-hmm. Schedule's backloaded. Last three games, uh, conference games, are difficult. Then you go into the conference tournament. But it's a fair point, Chris. Every year, people talk about it. And why do they talk about it? Because many times it's a thing. Fade the Big Ten in the tournament. Go for the betting cycle on BetQL with Cody Decker. Cody Decker for of a, of a weak conference. And then you look at teams that they're going to match up eventually that are coming out of the big 12 and the sec that are tested night after night after night. And I wonder if you could make a similar argument, Aaron, for look, I love UConn, um, but they got absolutely thrashed by Creighton and Omaha. Um, they bounce back for what it's worth against Villanova, but that's at home against a middling Villanova team, uh, a down year for Villanova by, you know, Reynolds uh, standards. Uh, or Jay Wright standards over the last decade and a half. I know he's not there anymore, but it's it's still a de facto Jay Wright team. Sorry. Um, my point is this, like who out, outside of UConn at the top of the Big East, who do you feel really good about? Marquette, um, yeah, maybe Creighton is back on the radar now because they're one of those borderline 2020 teams. So like we could say a lot of the same things, I think, and Purdue fans may argue this. You could say a lot of the same things about UConn that we're saying about Purdue. 
I still think there's some separation with UConn that like any other team is really going to have to elevate their game. Like they are so well-rounded. They're unselfish. Mm -hmm. They can defend well. They can shoot. I'm higher on UConn than I am in Purdue. So I'm, yeah, I don't think I can get there and compare them like that. Yeah. You know, what I do find interesting about this list, when you look at the entire thing and you know, we could parse it and say, well, this team's close. If you're in the mid twenties or lower, I'm going to put you in this 2020 list. I'm fine with that. Cause that can change quickly and we can get there before the uh, regular season even closes. If we look at these eight, Purdue, UConn, Zona, Creighton, Auburn, Houston, Tennessee, UNC, it is pretty balanced. And what I mean by that is there isn't one conference that stands out, even though we know the big 12 is so strong. Um, There isn't a conference that stands out like, whoa, they got like half the list. They got three of the list. Like, no, it's a little mix of everybody throughout the country, which I do. I do find that kind of interesting. So what does that tell us anything? I don't know. Um, But I don't, I'm not sure if it's NIL, if it's just transfer portal and all that, just how it's really balanced things out a a lot. Yeah. And I wonder if we're wrong to have, like, I, I anyway, look at the sec, the top teams in the sec, like the two that we're talking about on this Ken Palm 2020 list in the top, in the 2020, uh, like Auburn 15th in offense, five in defense or Tennessee borderline, right? 21st in offense, second in defense. Like if you can play defense well in the sec against some of those teams, as well as they shoot, I mean, we saw a crazy game, uh, between Alabama and Kentucky this past weekend, right? If you can play defense against those teams, You can play defense against anybody. So I look at these numbers and I say, okay, Tennessee can score. They're 21st in adjusted offensive deficiency, but they've also proven that they can play some defense in the SEC where shooters shoot. And more often than not, they're they're not shooting just to shoot. They're shooting to make. And in that conference, if you can play defense, like looking at these numbers, the way they're laid out, I get a huge boost in belief, Joe, in Tennessee, for example. I look at them and say, okay, um, inconsistent at times, but that's a team that especially without having to deal with going on the road in the SEC, once we get to tournament time, I like Tennessee. I'm glad you brought up that conference because, you know, outside of the court storming story and, you know, this Monday you turn on any of the talking heads, that's what they're yelling about, the court storming mm-hmm. uh, with, the, with the Duke and Wake story. I thought the Kentucky story on Saturday was the biggest in college basketball this weekend, and they are not on this list. If if we're talking about teams not on this list that you don't care where they rank, you don't care if they're balanced offensively and defensively because of the talent that they have, I think you've got to say Kentucky because the number of teams that can keep up with – what they put up, 117 on Saturday? Yeah. yeah. Like it was insane. <laughs> it was insane. Um, th- they're scary. And again, we go back to where we started with this conversation and the coaching. How much do you trust Calipari? But just talent-wise, like they're that is not a team that I want to see in my path. When when the brackets come out in a few weeks and we're reacting to all that, mm. I don't want to be in the region with Kentucky. I'll say that. Ooh, well, I've got one for you. And I don't think anyone's talking about them this year, which is kind of refreshing. 
Gonzaga. It's been a roller coaster mm. of a season for them, but you talk about a hell of a head coach in Mark Few. I think it's good no one's talking about them. They have the experience, and we all know come tournament time, it's like a brand new season. They dominate the West Coast Conference. I think this could be another dangerous team that's a little outside of the top 20, um, but I think I'll be buying in on them. Ooh-wee. They're 100? 10. <laughs> Adjusted I mean, offense, eleventh, right? And it's and there aren't many years where you're going to get that kind of value on Gonzaga, right? So, you know, are they a because they're going to be right on what the ten or eleven line? So they might even play in Dayton. They might even be a, a play-in team, a first four team. And yeah. you know, are they one of those storybook first four to final four runs? They're tenth in adjusted offense, tenth or eleventh in adjusted offensive efficiency mm-hmm. 60th in defense and what what you notice this is coming around to now guys is a conversation of offense or defense we just got done talking about the zags yep. we got done talking about kentucky we got done talking about bama i brought up tennessee because of their defense everybody keeps doubting houston because they think if they get in a shootout they can't win because they're a defense first team and so you end up looking at these top 16 or 20 teams and saying okay do we want balance Do I want a team that can do just enough of both so they can win either way, especially once you get beyond the first weekend into the Sweet 16? Or do I want a team that knows what their bread and butter is? There's no way Cal is asking his team to go out. If they get to the Sweet 16, he's asking his team to go out and play defense. It doesn't matter who they're playing. He's telling his guys to go out there and light up the scoreboard, go put up 95, and let's move on. Like, That, I think, is the interesting discussion as we get closer to the actual bracket being said is, are you going to back offense? Are you going to back defense? Yeah, especially if you're looking for value. I mean, that's the whole thing here. So, like, the the eight teams that we started the conversation with, four of them are projected to be ones. Two of them, right now, they're saying twos. And the other two are fours in Creighton. And I think Auburn was the other one. Like, can, can you really find value? In those teams, well, Auburn's twenty to one. No, not a ton. Uh, Creighton, you if you shop around, you can get them in mid thirties, and that's okay. the best. And maybe that's because of what happened yesterday, uh, a little bit. So maybe you're getting a little bit more value there. But yeah, no. I, if you're going value hunting, if you're someone, maybe you've been waiting on getting a group of teams together that you're going to play in the tournament. That's the choice you probably have to make. And or you think, hey, in the turn in the conference tournament, in the last few games of the regular season, I think they're going to start to play better in this aspect because they've had more time on the court. I mean, do you want to diversify the portfolio a little bit and have a mixture of both? Like, you know, you and me were laying the case for teams a little bit outside of the 2020 but maybe you want to have a couple that are inside and more balanced as well what's a good number of futures to have on on the tournament going in because it's easy to get crazy and have too many you know i think i think at this point i'm waiting for the brackets to come out because what happened right. last year is grant we had yukon come out yeah. of, i think it was the west or whatever you know region that was but I also had four teams, like Final Four tickets on that. So I'm not, I like the Zags Final Four look. I'd love to see the path because I don't think you're losing any value there. The yeah. number is 23 to one. And I mean, honestly, you might yeah. even be able to do a rollover in that scenario, like if you see the path. 
So we're, we're three weeks away. Like, right. Like the sample yeah. size is so large. We know what these teams yeah. are for the most part. A big win uh-huh. or two is not going to, you're not going to lose a number completely. Like, would you rather have the no. intel of the path and the teams that they would have yes. to take down most likely? I would. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Because then I know if I value offense or defense or balance more than any of the others, and I can look at the path and say, okay, they've got a chance to shoot their way to the Elite Eight and then maybe trip and fall and end up in the Final Four. No, I'm not talking about you, Kentucky. But maybe I am. <laughs> it's BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, baseball. Opening day, 31 days away. Spring training up and running, both in the Cactus and Grapefruit Leagues. Kenny Ducey of the Action Network and Covers.com joins us right here on the BetQL Network.